0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 71 of your favorite podcast, The Grower Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. And today we have a ridiculously insightful podcast for you guys. We have three-time Olympian on this podcast joining us. Jamie Pender is coming in to talk about female PED use. What should you be looking out for? What are things you need to do before the cycle, during the cycle, after the cycle? What are acceptable drugs to take? All of her thoughts and all of my thoughts laid out on the table for females and how they should be weeding through the forest of PEDs. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this one. As always, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Make sure to use code Mahaley20 at checkout. If you are a female and you are taking PEDs, you have to be taking Revive Liver, period. And there's some more in there that you should probably be taking as well. And at the end of this podcast, there is an extremely special offer that Jamie was gracious enough to extend to the listeners of this podcast, you guys right now. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And dude, if you don't take advantage of that, you are absolutely crazy. You better get ready. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Grower Dye podcast. This is going to be such a helpful, like, dude, are you kidding me? I have Jamie Pender on here. If you don't know who Jamie Pender is, do a real quick Google search. You're going to learn real fucking quick. Um, Jamie Pender is a three-time Olympian at like three, three times the Olympia. Jamie, you didn't even save any yes. for me. I know. <laughs> what I'm the reading. hell? <laughs> and And Jamie now is a massive advocate for. Um, I, I think what I love about this is the transparency yeah. because, especially in the social media yeah. world, it's like, why is everyone trying to act like they're natty? What's up with like? <laughs> there's no card dude, that you get at the dude. end of your bodybuilding <laughs> competition that hey, I did it naturally because no, you fucking didn't. Yeah, it's like, like those chains right. on Reddit that <laughs> yeah. people like say this guy's natural and then he comes in, he says like, yeah, I'm natural. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the, the yeah, like why, why are we trying to figure out who's natty or not? Look, if you're a for high real. level athlete and I'm not, I'm gonna eventually out of bodybuilding if you're a high-level athlete anywhere there in is any something there's something helping oh, you yeah. absolutely oh, hell yeah. like you really in think you think these guys have 200 million million dollar contracts and they're just doing it by their uh, by the ability that they're given and hard work come on it's ridiculous right. so jamie i'm pumped for you welcome to the grower die podcast give us an intro and allow our listeners to know exactly who you are well, you did a
1: really good job so far. So, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I am uh, a women's physique competitor in the IFBB. I actually started my competition career. Um, as an amateur bikini competitor, believe it or not, I know that was back in like, God, it was like back in like 2008. What was Jamie,
0: what was the bikini division like in 2008? That was far before I was involved in bodybuilding.
1: That was like when it first came out. Um, it hadn't been around. I think when I actually competed in bikini, I'd been out for like, there was maybe two or three years where they had been giving out pro cards. Okay. Um, so it was like really, really fresh. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, I started in bikini not because I I liked the look or like, that's what I was aiming for. Um, I, I started with bikini because that's what my coach at the time told me I had to do. Okay. Um, he's like, there's a natural progression. You got to start with bikini, but if I had it my way, um, <laughs> You know, there was no women's physique when I started. Women's yeah. physique didn't start until 2000 and I think it was 2011.
0: It was just bodybuilding, um, yeah?
1: Yeah, so there was there was uh, figure, there was bikini, and there was female bodybuilding okay. and like fitness. So, you know, if I had it my way, I would have started with figure because that's yeah. what I I was like the look I was really going for. Um but you know I listened to my coach I was doing you know you know what I thought was the right thing mm-hmm. um did bikini for 2 years and failed fucking miserably I was
0: ter- <laughs> I was terrible at bikini I can't you see being very good at bikini wow. Dude
1: I, I mean here's the thing like I was I was like a tomboy most of my life okay. and I was you know in construction so I was either in sneakers or work boots. So me, <laughs> me and heels, like trying to like flash my ass
0: around like a oh saucy hell.
1: diva. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are like image? that, just you know, it just it, it's funny because I have a video somewhere of the very first time I was on stage.
0: Oh, we need this um, video. We have to. Dude, see this I gotta, video I got to
1: find it. It's somewhere, and it is. It's embarrassing to
0: watch. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so bad because I I do I look like a giraffe on ice skate. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> you have to post this to Instagram. We the people need to see it. <laughs>
1: I I've got to dig it up somewhere, but yeah, that was like my first show. Um, I, my first couple of bikini shows, I did really, really terrible. Um, I was at, I started off as a natural athlete, um, and I'm happy I did because, you know, I did have a coach and the guy I was dating at the time, um, you know, they're like, you know, you really need to, you know, be able to experience competing without using anything Mm -hmm. because once you use something, you think that you need it. And yeah. that that's absolutely necessary in order to get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy that I did have um, some good people in the beginning of my journey that helped me out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, it was after my like third bikini show where I had gotten like last tied last place with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, women's physique came out okay. and I saw that they didn't have the heels. I saw that they were doing posing routines. And I also like really fell in love with the, like the look that they were going for. Absolutely. So it was a much softer look than women's bodybuilding, but a little bit harder and a little bit leaner than figure at the time. Yeah. Um, and we need to remember that this is back in 2000 and like 10, 11. Yeah. So figure was very different than what figure is now. Absolutely. Um. So, you know, it was a little bit harder and a little bit bigger than figure, which I liked. I liked the more, you know, like, you know, muscular, harder look. Hmm. Um, and it allowed me to not have to wear fucking heels. <laughs> and, me up for that I'm one. <laughs> and I got to pose like yep. one thing that I really didn't like about bikini was that. You know, I, I mean, in bikini, I worked my ass off to get mm. into shape. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of my hardest preps was actually one of my bikini preps.
0: Wow. Um,
1: believe it or not.
0: What, yeah. Can, 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 can we, can we kind of dive into that? Um, what, yeah, absolutely. Ha- because obviously you weren't close to the conditioning that you were in later on for your right? Olympia appearances. So what made it so hard in your opinion?
1: Um, I think that I just didn't have the right... Like I didn't have the right diet for yeah. my body. Um, okay. I also hadn't given myself enough time off from competing. Um, so I hadn't let my metabolism kind of build back up in an off season Ooh. after the first show that I did. Yep. Um, so, you know, in that in, like at that starting point where I see a lot of bikini girls that want to start a show. And they're already eating 1,200 calories in yep. the beginning of prep Oh no! Um, and already doing like a half an hour, 45 minutes of cardio every single day. Yep. So by the time I was done at the end of that prep, I was doing three no. hours of cardio no. a day. Wow. Man, right? I was doing an hour fasted in the morning. An Uh, hour in the middle of the day, and then an hour at night, like right before my last. I want
0: people to understand also. um, God, I don't want to say like the era because it makes it makes it sound like this was fucking the Stone Age. But like (laughs) like the era of which Jamie's talking about here, you might think of you might be listening to the podcast. This episode like seventy one. You might be like, how the fuck didn't they know, dude? There was no science. There was no scientific literature, dude no right. one was worried about the thyroid nobody was right. worried about any internal systems because bodybuilding expanding and blowing up is what has made the research surrounding the human physiology of high performance of high performing exactly. individuals blow up jamie didn't fucking have ncbi to go you know check things out ja- right. jamie and her coach had nothing to go off of but literal trial, bro science. trial and error and, 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 yeah. and trial and, and error was
1: back then and yeah. back then you you're like you didn't have i mean there was social media Mm -hmm. but it's it's not like it is today you didn't have instagram Um, you you know we had instagram we had facebook but you know we i I think we had instagram back then because i think think,
0: instagram was was 2009 right it's been around for a while yeah yeah yeah.
1: i think that like i i like went to the olympia the first time like right at like the height of when like instagram was exploding okay um You know, because I remember a lot of the social implications Mm -hmm. of me taking PEDs, which we will we will get into. Um, But yeah, back then, like the only resources we really had for like bodybuilding dieting was the forum back then. Intense
0: um, muscle, professional muscle. Yeah, I came up on I was, all this. I was
1: big on pro muscle back then. I, I know. I've read um, your shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah, coming I just,
0: up, like, dude. Like, Jamie, I was in my fucking college dorm reading your shit, and now I'm interviewing you. Ah, awesome. <laughs> that yeah. is so cool.
1: Yeah, isn't that neat? <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, the I mean, <laughs> it's, it's aging me though. I'm like, when I think <laughs> oh, about it, God. I'm like, I'm like, fuck. Like I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Day but, but
0: now you. you What I love about what you're doing is, you know, there's there's other folks, um, you know, like we're not going to name names on here. Jamie's going to kind of know I'm talking about. There's other folks who just act like it never happened. They act like it's gone and it was dead and it was like another life of theirs. Whereas, you know, dude. Jamie was around before there was science. When there was only <laughs> forums, and now she gets right. to share. Jamie fucked up, so y'all don't have to fuck up. That's what I've talked to you guys about. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. not a single drug that that you can take that I haven't taken because I needed to know what the fuck it did, and I wanted to fuck up so I don't fuck my clients up. Mm-hmm. And right. Jamie's done all that, so now she's paying it forward. Like, dude, the amount of work she puts into this, she does not have to do, but she pay, she's <laughs> paying it forward for you guys to just be able to understand. Oh, this is what can happen because yeah. you know now jamie's uh, are you done competing are you still going to be competing what were you so at So
1: i would really love to compete again yeah. but i refuse to compete until the women start getting paid as much as the men do dude
0: dude so i, I have, i'm
1: pretty much retired because yeah. i doubt that it, that's actually going to change um hey, but i do don't feel doubt it i'm
0: working on something yeah. Jamie. don't doubt yeah. it i'm working on I, something i
1: hope that it'll change Don't. i mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, <got> you. <laughs> I
1: know that like the rock was having a show, right. Yeah. And supposedly the rock was going to make all the earnings equal for yeah. everyone, yeah. which I think that's how it should be across the board. Yeah. Um, it, or it should be done by like, you know how much or how many people are competing in that particular show mm-hmm. in order for the purse to be like distributed Equally, uh, or like in relation to like how many people in that division are Agreed. doing
0: it, because they're putting
1: because that means that they're putting more money into the show.
0: I agree, hundred um, percent.
1: So but right now, the way it stands, I mean, especially when you get to the Olympia level, the pay discrepancy between men and women is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And what you see is that, you know, a male bodybuilder can make a living bodybuilding and competing. Yeah, yep. he can do that if he's really fucking good and he wins shows and he wins at the Olympia, like mm-hmm. he does well at the Olympia. Mm-hmm. He can support himself. Yeah. Um, But women, we don't have that. That's not, that's not even an option for us. Yeah. That's not available to us, which I don't, which, you know, we compete now in higher numbers.
0: Oh, oh, not even close. Yeah.
1: We put way more fucking money into this sport. We're feeding the IFBB more money. Not only that, but it's like, you know, when you ask promoters why the pay discrepancy is so different, they usually give you some kind of song and dance about how, It is the sponsors who are giving the prize money. So the sponsors are the ones that decide how much money goes to each purse.
0: Interesting.
1: So my thought here is that women spend way more fucking money in this sport. So why the fuck are we not earning more
0: money? Five to ten times more money.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So like if it is the sponsors of the of the shows that are deciding Well, what the fuck is wrong with all the sponsors? (laughs) Let's boycott all their fucking shit. Yeah. Because they're not paying it. They're not paying it right to us either. Hey, um, I'm
0: I'm working on something. That's all I'm going to say. All
1: right. All right. So I was actually going to, I was considering doing The Rocks show. Yeah. um, wow. Because that was the only show that. It was going to be equal pay across the board. Yep. But you have to qualify for you the Rock do. Show. You do. So I would have to compromise my values and my morals mm. in order to qualify for that show, and I refuse to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. I just, you know, for me, I've won the Chicago Pro twice. Um. And I won twenty five hundred dollars for winning wow. that show. Wow. Yeah. You know how much the oh male bodybuilder God. won when he won that show? Forty five. Like.
0: Like twenty grand. to thirty grand. Yep, 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 yeah. <laughs> so See, I mean that's nice that's, pay. That's you know? a
1: huge fucking pay discretion. Not Dude. to mention, and
0: not to mention that male bodybuilder yeah. probably has a six to eight thousand oh, dollar monthly yeah. supplement contract as well. Yeah. yeah. That women do Plus, not get.
1: Hmm. Right. Yeah. Plus they like that supplement sponsor is also gonna match his winnings. Oh
0: yeah, they will.
1: And oh, that's yeah. how male bodybuilders can make a living doing this, but yep. we cannot. But yet we sacrifice just as much of our money, Mm -hmm. our time, our careers, our femininity, fertility, all of these things. And yet we're not getting paid. We're getting paid a fraction of what the men are getting
0: paid. You get the shit into the stick. And I, 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 I'm
1: I'm sick of that shit. The thing that really like boiled my blood was when I got, I, I, my best placing at the Olympia was fifth. That was in 2016. That's ball. And, I won $5,000 for getting fifth place. Now the male bodybuilder who at that time I was with Matt Jansen. So Matt was coaching. um, Oh my God. I can't think of his name. He's the one that died. Um, Dallas dallas he
0: was
1: uh, coaching dallas and dallas got 10th place yeah dallas won ten thousand (laughs) dollars yeah
0: for 10th place yeah Yeah. and i got
1: five thousand dollars for fifth place wow that's bonkers to me there's something really fucked up with that dude Um, i
0: i i I didn't know matt coach that's one of my best friends uh i i absolutely yeah and and, and that's my current coach that's amazing i had no freaking idea but I, I i was with
1: matt for a long time
0: dude i i just i fucking love that dude so much but if, yeah. if we start talking about Matt, I'll go on and on. Okay. <laughs> so Jamie, tell me about there, There's actually a couple things that I want you to to talk to the listeners about, because right now understand we're going to have about 2,000, 2,500 women who are listening to this and they're yeah. going to be like, wow, wait, so this girl in 2008 sucked in bikini competition. And then in 2016 got fifth place at the Olympia. So yep. there's two items I you to touch on. Number one, The psychology of being really bad at competition and how do you keep the sight of the end goal? And then what was your intro to performance enhancing drugs? Again, like we're not going to talk to you guys about the fucking cycle. We're going to talk to you guys about when did Jamie face, you know, look in the mirror and be like, this is what I need to get to the next level.
1: Yeah, I mean, so for me, failure was uh, was a sign that I needed to do more to be better and to get and reach my goals. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like if I had d- done those shows and I had just really been very good right off the bat, I probably wouldn't have worked as hard as I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because after that, it really like, you know, I, I just knew in my soul that I could be a really good competitor. And yeah. I, knew, I knew the look that I wanted to achieve and after I had competed probably like two or three times, I knew I wanted to be an Olympian. Yep. Um, and I would tell people, even like after I failed miserably in bikini, I was like, I'm going to be in, on the Olympia stage. And people would laugh at me mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Jamie, that's so silly. And like, you have to <laughs> you have to also remember that I came from a background that I was not an athlete growing up. Um, I was, I failed gym class uh, a couple times. times. I did so, too. Oh wow. my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. Not an athlete at all. I never ran the fucking mile. <laughs> um, so, you know, I didn't come from like being a natural, like naturally being athletic. Um, so I feel like, uh, you know, for me, when people challenge me that, no, you're not going to be like, Oh, that's so silly. You're not going to be an Olympian. Mm-hmm. Like you're barely an athlete, Jamie. Um, That just drove me to really just like, like, fuck you. Yep. Like, watch me. Yep. Watch me. Absolutely. And the, the best thing is now seeing like a lot of those people who did say those things. They're from my old home gym in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. And what I love to do is see my big, huge Olympia hey. poster. Hey, on yo. The wall
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> Look who did the damn thing. Y'all were talking. Right? She was so, doing. <laughs> I, I think what
1: people need to realize when it comes to competing and when it comes to like failure is failure is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Failure is the thing that helps you level the fuck up. Yep. Um, and it's like, you have, you have two choices. When you fail at something, you can either let it ruin you mm-hmm. or you can let it grow you and it can, you can let it level you up to the next stage in your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and for me, it was like failing was a driving force. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy that that happened. And so I ended up doing terribly in bikini for like, you know, the two years that I did it. And then um, women's physique came out. And that's when my introduction to PEDS was um, because I knew that I wanted to be in women's physique. I knew I wanted to be an Olympian. Um, And I knew at that point it was going to take, I knew that it was going to take drugs. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, um, you know, an idiot to that. I wasn't ignoring that fact that, and I wasn't under the guise that you know oh yeah you can compete natural and you can <laughs> re- be like get to a really high level yeah. um you know i was lucky enough that i was at that time when i decided to transition from bikini to women's physique um i was with someone who had been in the bodybuilding community for a long time okay. we were dating um and so when i decided to take the plunge into using anabolics Um, I was really lucky that I had him. And Mm -hmm. that was is my now ex-husband, Gordon Falsetti, Mm -hmm. Um, because he really forced me to really think about why I was going to use them. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually like made me write a list of like all the things that I didn't want to happen to my body. Mm -hmm. Um, He made me write a list of like why I wanted to do them in the first place. Um, so I was really fortunate that I had someone that was an advocate for my health, for mm. my femininity. Um, and that made me do the research. Yep. You know, he's like, he's like, you've got to figure out exactly what all the possibilities are. You like he made me do all the groundwork before I made that final decision to actually do it. Mm. Um, so I was really lucky in that aspect because I feel like the problem we see today with women and using anabolics is that this has been a taboo topic for so fucking long that there's really no good information out there for women. Mm -hmm. Um, and women, and because it is so taboo that even the women at the high level, um, even when they're friends with each other, they are so fucking closed lips about their cycles, their sides that like, what they're taking, how long they're taking it for, yep. um, first, you know, so we still have this very like closed lip, very taboo type of nature around the whole topic of women at anabolics and um, it's really th- th- that's what I feel like is the most dangerous thing for women right now um, is just that lack of knowledge because they can't they don't have the knowledge in order to make the right decisions for themselves.
0: And I agree with that 100 percent. And I see a lot of the girls who come to me, Jamie and I briefly, you know, talked about this uh, earlier today. You know, there's there's bikini competitors coming to me, taking a rim and yeah. aromas and fucking let's fuck you taking? I have Letrazole? fucking
1: bikini girls that come to me and they're taking fucking
0: oh my god dude i i have heard i
1: i i actually have like women who are just trying to look good in a fucking bikini. Jesus fucking that, Like, they aren't even trying to compete, Jesus and they're fucking doing Christ. fucking training.
0: I could not go to sleep at night knowing one of my female clients truthfully. Like, like that's where the line is with me. Like, there, yeah. I have this list of of, of anabolics that are a yeah. it, it's not, it's a non-negotiable no for right. women. And, you know, for men, it's so fucking easy. Jesus Christ, we can hop off cycle yes. and be good in six days. Like, for women, there, right. there's a very hard line in the sand there's a like fucking wall built and on the oh, other yes. side of that wall is where these drugs are I, I i couldn't sleep at night knowing oh my god one of my girls is gonna wake up smart and inject 20 milligrams of trend and i'm like how the right. fuck are y'all doing this like like i have friends who are coaches in this industry like do this with some figure and physique girls and i'm like mm-hmm. how how uh, yeah how and mm-hmm. i
1: i mean i'm seeing like for me i really like there's no there's no place in a woman's cycle for. Trend for test for a lot of those really high higher androgenic the uh, only drugs.
0: 19 nor that a female that i'm okay the female takings mpp why mpp and the androlone is something that occurs naturally in all bodies but especially a woman's body during pregnancy outside of mpp those 19 nors you cannot utilize stick to the fucking dhts understand right. your fucking self through the dhts and get as much so, as you can out of those go ahead Jimmy.
1: so i mean i feel like like mpp like and here's the thing with anything when it comes to women you you're gonna have some women who react fine to it, right? Yep. yep. Um, myself, I've tried NPP in the off season, yep. and I, I was like, no fucking way. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. Sides, What'd like, you experience? Immediate fucking side? Um, so my hair started falling out in fucking Oof. sheets. Yeah. Um, my voice dropped. Yeah. Like significantly. Yeah. So for me, like, I know that that is, and like, but I, you know, I have some clients that they have tried it, and they they at the right dose they fucking love it. And it's
0: great yeah, You're going to know so very I, soon after you start an anabolic I will, for women, you're going to know real fucking soon if it's the right one or the wrong one.
1: You know, I think that that also depends, um, you know, because you have some women who they, well, it depends on if you're also trying to use it with something else at the same time. Very and true. I think that's, that's another mistake that a lot of women make is mm-hmm. that, the first time they use anabolics, they hire a coach and this coach gives them, you know, two, three different no. compounds to use at once when they've never used anything. Huge before. red flag. Yes. Um, you know, so I, I I feel like every woman is so, so, so very different. Yep. And we like I have some women who, you know what, I put them on five milligrams of Anabar and everything is great. They get a great <laughs> response. Yep. Like They have they have like very like if they have any sides they're very little, maybe like a little bit of clitoral sensitivity. Mm. Maybe they have a little bit oily skin, something like that. Mm. Um, But otherwise they get great results. Five milligrams. That's Mm. awesome. And then I have some women. I put them on five milligrams of anabar and their fucking hair is falling out like sheets. They break out like crazy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's where the danger is for women in anabolics is Mm. that. It is one of these things where, for men, you know, they're basically like if they're they don't have this uh, like chance of virilization.
0: No,
1: um, you know, it's they're, they're already male. They, get, these are yeah. their male attributes. Right? You're yeah. just going to become it's more male. right? <laughs> you're, just,
0: you're literally just going to become more male. It's fantastic.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. But for women, uh, you know, what a lot of women need to understand is that when we put these compounds into our bodies. You know, we can't like it. We're so much more sensitive mm. than men are, mm. um, and I think that, and that's where, like, you know, we see a lot of dangerous things happening when we have women who have a boyfriend that, yeah. and this is like the story that I see all the fucking
0: all time, the time. I know that what you're gonna say, go they, for it.
1: <laughs> uh, like these young twenty-year-old girls. I mean, even some of the like older women, but usually they're younger women. Mm. Um, they they start dating a bodybuilder. They're all, they're so in love Uh and now they want to compete with their bodybuilding boyfriend. And he doesn't, (laughs) he doesn't care if, if she gets virilized and he loves her so much that, Oh honey, it's okay that your hair is falling out and that you're growing a beard. (laughs) And now you have like an enlarged clitoris, which, you know, for some women they care, some women they don't. Um, and, and then, you know, they, these boyfriends end up somehow the relationship doesn't work mm-hmm. and these, and like the boyfriends are like, oh, just use my test or just <laughs> use my trend or whatever it is that he's on. Yep. He just, you know, they're using it at like either the same compounds as their boyfriends or mm. the same compounds and same, same fucking dosing. Yep. Um And then you see these young women get virilized. You also see them have fertility issues and then the relationship ends. Mm -hmm. And then these young women are stuck with, uh, you know, they're permanently virilized. They permanently have, um, you know, a a lot of times the the saddest thing I see is these young 20 year old girls who after they're virilized and they might have, you know, their, their clitoral enlargement is actually the thing that bothers them the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and they feel uncomfortable entering the dating world again, and wow, they become yeah. very they become very depressed. They their self confidence fucking tanks. Yeah, um, a lot of them become like they become like hermits in shut ins. Wow. Um, and they like it's this whole downward spiral of not only their physical body. But their mental health goes down the drain. Um, their careers go down the drain. Their relationships with family and friends go down the drain. Everything in their life gets fucked yep. because they've made this really like irrational decision that they didn't put a lot of time or effort into researching or figuring mm. out. You know, like what are these sides going to do to me? Like what is what is the co- possible complications of what could happen to me if I take these drugs? Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but what are the long term implications to that like you know if I do have these sides for the rest of my life how is that going to affect me socially how is that going to affect me in my career how is that going to affect my my health long term my fertility if I want to have children Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of these women are just the thing is there's so there's not any information out there so a lot of times these women don't even know the right questions to ask
0: that's very good point that's a very good point I I I I want to tie all this back into something Jamie already said is when you start a cycle and and I knew where Jamie was going because I see it happen all the time. I, you know, I follow m- almost all my clients on, you know, socials and I see a, a girl's hanging out with a dude who like she met at the gym. who like, uh-huh. wants like compete and all of a sudden, hey, coach, what do you think about <laughs> clonbuterol, yeah, because well, f- they're talking about fuck it. You, fu- yeah, 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 yeah. Like, fuck you, me when I think about clonbuterol. <laughs> like for you, yeah, no. yeah. Um, and and so I want to tie like. God, I wish every female could listen to what Jamie just said. You have to go back to what, what she talked about when, when when her ex-husband made her write that list. What do you want and what don't yes. you want? Make that fucking list. What do you want and what don't you want? You hire a coach, you start talking about pets with him. Dude, share the fucking yes. list with him. You want to know what makes my job exactly. really easy? What makes my job really hard is when you come to me, and I, I get this very often, and I'm very fortunate to work with clients who have these goals, but you come to me and you say, I want to be on the Olympia stage. Okay, so there's a few ways we can go about this i need to know so much do you care if you have an enlarged clit do you ever want to have kids do you care if your hair falls out like what the fuck do you care about how far do you want to go because that means every
1: yeah because listen like this is one thing that we need to take in consideration as coaches and as athletes is that you know, especially as coaches, mm-hmm. um, is that like femininity is a cultural construct. Yep. So there is no right or wrong answer of what femininity is or isn't. Mm-hmm. The important thing is as a coach, if you are going to advise women on PEDs, mm-hmm. that knowing what is important, like what does femininity mean to that client? Yep. And before you, I, and I have to stress this so much to women, you need to know before Before you start the anabolics, what your femininity means to you and what's important, because this is what happens with women once we actually start cycles like anabolics do affect our brain chemistry and the Mm -hmm. way that we think. And this is something that I see all the fucking time where women don't figure out what they want and don't want before their cycle. Mm -hmm. And they start a cycle. And then all of a sudden they're in that part of prep where you're like flat as fuck. You're starting to look worse Mm -hmm. than before you look better, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know that like stage where like you 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 feel like you're losing muscle you're getting smaller <laughs> like you you know you're flat so you look
0: watery you so can't you get a pump like in the you gym. don't look as lean
1: <laughs> it's like it's yeah. it's, it's the mind fuck stage it right is, and they, yeah. get into, they get into that mind fuck stage they been on anabolics for probably like what six or maybe eight weeks yeah so our brain chemistry is different mm-hmm. and all of a sudden what I call the contest prep goggles go on yep. and they, it's like blinders and all they see is I need to win. I need to win no matter what Mm -hmm. I need to win. I don't care what I do. And it's at that point that women make really bad fucking choices when it comes to gear. And that's when they end up going too far. They end up viralizing and they say, Oh, well, you know, it'll be okay. Like after the show, it'll go away or, or I don't care. Like I'm going to win the show. Like I need to do anything to win this show. And then they compromise some of what their femininity meant to them before they started anabolics. Mm. Um, But now they're skewed because they're, they're not thinking clearly because of the anabolics, it's changing their brain chemistry. Mm. And after the show, they don't fucking win the show. Yep. They don't, they don't do well. And then all of a sudden they get off the cycle and fuck.
0: I'm left they're with, stuck all this. with the
1: sides forever. Yep. Yep. They're stuck with them. And they look back and they say, why the fuck did I do that? And then they're And then they, you know, they, they have the same issues as some of these, these young women who, you know, are virilized and they get depressed and then you might not. And like a lot of times you never see them. You either never see them compete again. Um, or you see them just say, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to keep on fucking using everything. Yep,
0: And then they go to the extreme or, or they sit back there and they're like, man, fuck bodybuilding, fuck this, fuck that. When it's like, yeah. hang on, you made the decision to do all these things. That mm-hmm. That's one thing I don't understand about this sport is so, you know, we hire a coach and, and we go yeah. through the process of hiring a coach. If you went through the proper protocols with hiring a coach, you feel pretty good about your choice, right? So you hire right. this coach, you tell them, Hey, I want to win this show. Coach has to talk. Uh, at least I do. I have the talk about pets with them when, you know, w- when we know that that's something that they want to pursue. We educate, yeah. we educate, we educate. And then, you know, you're like, fuck it. I, I need to win this show. And it's like, okay like she wants to win the fucking show and so you push a little bit harder and then it's like well actually this has never personally happened to me thank fucking god but you, you push yeah. a little bit harder they go they do port the show they come out I'm never fucking competing again competing fucking ruin me, competing it's not competing you made the choice right? to inject you, mm. you made the choice to inject the things into your body or to take the oral tabs or to take too much clenbuterol or to utilize T3 above a 25 microgram dose whatever it might be you made right? this choice this isn't bodybuilding It's not the NPC. It's not Jim Manning. It's not Jamie. It's not me. It's not Scott. It's not your boyfriend. It's no one but yourself. And but, you know, people always have to have a scapegoat. There has to be something that causes. And now for the rest of their life, it's fuck competing. And. That's right. not how it should be. Competing gave you an outlet that you clearly desired and competing. Right. And this is something I I, I want to talk with Jamie about is your relationship with performance enhancing drugs. And especially right now, there's two items that we're seeing and there might be more. Jamie might be able to elaborate on this. Number one, we're, we always have extreme societal pressure behind social media. Women feel it much differently than men and much more extreme than oh, men yeah. from what I understand. Number two dude all the fucking gear you're using is probably bunk so we have uh, pe- yeah. we have PED use <laughs> uh, abuse happening at the highest fucking level right now why does a woman need 160 mics of clean why does a woman need 100 mics of T3 why does a woman need for uh, um, 200 milligrams of primo a week why does a woman need oh can I use God. a growth hormone why are all oh of these things God. happening <laughs> yeah. and it's like and also I want to add in here if you're doing any of those things and you're a small woman your shit's bunk because dude, dude you, yeah. you are going to that feel or you're so like bad. fucked right now <laughs> yeah. like you're really <laughs> fucked up right yeah. now you, you, can't even, other. you can't even follow this podcast because how fucked up you are right now but you're shaking
1: like a fucking leaf but, yeah but all oh, that
0: fucking clen. we do that fucking clen will make you. i've never even taken that and i got girls coming to me saying they use that i'm like i don't think you use clenbuterol wow <laughs> but yeah right you, your relationship with performance enhancing drugs is just like a relationship with anything if you fall way too in love with your partner that you become reliant on your partner for every single thing that you do and you can't do anything without them it's going right. to end badly i promise you that your relationship oh, yes. with peds you have to understand you have to understand i don't care what fucking drug you're taking if you're a and you're taking trend number one stop Whoa. number two listen to this it's not as important as training it's not as important as dieting not as important as your recovery. It's not as important as just checking all the boxes every day that you need to be checking. And you have to understand you're adding a PED supplement it is supplementing yes. the work supplemental to an
1: already really good training yes. and diet program 100 yeah.
0: you're not seeing progress because you're not training very hard don't up the dose right. up the intensity and so yes. jamie let's talk about the psychology behind peds maybe maintaining a healthy relationship with peds i i i feel like it's easy for me to word because as a man it's so easy i just I just come off my psycho and I'm fine, mm-hmm. but f- right. you know, coming from you, I think it needs to come to you how to kind of um, just keep a healthy relationship here.
1: Uh, well, I think the first thing that women need to understand is that you need to tap out your natural potential before you even take the fucking dive. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, this is one thing that I see all too often is that you get women who have been training for a year or less and they <laughs> want to hop on gear. No. No. And it's like you don't even you haven't even gotten close to tapping out your natural potential yet. Mm-mm. Um so you like making sure that even in the beginning of your journey that you already have your diet and your training and everything on point and you've been doing it for a long fucking time because like you just said there it's all supplemental to an already those already things already being in place and already being fucking awesome. Yep. And if they aren't and you start using PEDS, like you said, they're not going to fucking you're not going to get the most out of them. Yeah. Um, and as women, we need to be more careful about, you know, we can't stay on as long as men can stay on. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think one thing that women need to make sure before they start PEDS or like especially anabolics is are you going to be OK with getting this look that's only achievable by being on anabolics mm-hmm. for short periods of time? Because what I see is women, they, you know, they start something like Anabar, they start something, you know, maybe they do like Anabar and Primo, maybe something else. um, And they get that look, that stage look. Mm -hmm. And when I tell them they have to come off, uh, they can't fucking handle not looking like they look on show day Mm -hmm. um, and not looking like Superwoman with the anabolics and they want to stay on anabolics all year round. Um, that is not okay. Yeah. Uh, you need to be okay with letting that look go. Um, yeah. and being okay with being a little bit softer and taking the time off that you need. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see with women when it comes to their relationship with pets is they become addicted to that look. Mm-hmm. Um, they become addicted to even like, the extra drive that you get the when rushing. you are on cycle. Um, yeah. So you, you do, you get, you get a little bit more drive. You get a little bit more motivation. Um, you're stronger. You're like superwoman. woman. Um, and women have a really hard time letting that go. Mm-hmm. And what you need to understand is that if you continue to use anabolics all year round, you don't give yourself the time off you need. You don't do PCT like you need to, Um, you end up in in this downward spiral where you keep on having to use more and more for you to get the results you were getting before. And that's when you end up with more and more virilization. um, And that's when you get more and more health complications as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, making sure that your relationship with PEDS is one that like you're really only using it when like, you know, if you're a competitor and you're doing like NPC or IFBB, whatever it may be, Um, you know, making sure that as a woman, you're really trying to only use any anabolics while you're getting ready for a show, Mm -hmm. um, using your off season to really clean yourself out, uh, for as long as you possibly can, Mm -hmm. because the longer that you take time off of your anabolics, the, like the easier it is for you to use less and keep them being just as effective for you. Yeah. keep Right. Like if you keep on trying to just use all year round, um, you're, you're going to have to end up using more and more Mm -hmm. and you're going to be digging yourself into a, into a fucking hole. Um, that, I mean, and your body really isn't designed to be, especially if you're taking orals year round, um, you are also affecting the way that your body processes different hormones Mm -hmm. and, uh, gets rid of toxins in your body Mm -hmm. and everything else. So, you know, it has this whole cascading effect on your body. So you need to make sure that if you are going to start PEDS in the first place, that you have the understanding that this is something that is temporary. Yeah. This is something that you are doing to achieve a certain look at a certain time. Mm. This is not something that is like your vitamin fucking C supplement that you take (laughs) year round.
0: And what's funny is people, people literally like, like you, you know, because Anavar has this very weird. I want to talk about Anavar for a second, and then I want to talk about dude, what. Dude, one of the, like one up.
1: of the questions I get all the time about Anavar can yeah. I stay on Anavar year round. <laughs> no,
0: you fucking
1: can't. You but, cannot stay on Anavar year round, dude, fuckers. Anavar stop, is stop.
0: still an anabolic steroid. Where did this notion come out? These, these these girls and guys come to me and they're like, "Well, you know, I heard it's a really mild anabolic steroid." Dude, you just said it's an anabolic steroid. Steroid, yes. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> like you, you guys have to understand: is it's a mild anabolic steroid in terms of its androgenic effect in the body? Yeah, right. But dude, this isn't fucking creatine. Like this is exactly. so far yeah. beyond creatine. It's not even comparable. So, right. I want to talk about just some physiological items to, to um, that happens when you, as a female, will come yep. off of your cycle so that you can kind of go ahead and prepare for this. Okay, you're. Jamie touched on like the aggression component. When you go into the gym, it's not really aggression outside the gym. I don't want to be here like roid rage. It's not like really that situation. It's aggression when you pick up that fucking dumbbell. It's the aggression of chasing this goal that this rabbit that you're so close to catching. It's like aggression to your day-to-day session. Your, your cellular swelling going to go much 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 lower and muscle protein synthesis is going to return back to just where it was naturally your ATP yeah. turnover the exact same thing you get the it's the there's a the placebo effect with it too when you're taking anabolic steroids you like look in the mirror you know you're taking <laughs> anabolic steroids and even if yeah. it's not doing anything it's like oh fuck yeah 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 man you didn't have fucking pump and like it's now so it's the fun exact to listen opposite to Jamie. yeah i know <laughs> it's like your head i know, I know. Yeah. jamie's literally talking my head in a female voice is yep. fucking amazing <laughs> but like there's this placebo effect now of like oh don't have steroids and i just feel like you're all withering away so your thyroid right. activity the i mean, I mean you know last week we did the fat loss physiology so you guys understand how integrated thyroid is with your entire endocrine system well, right now our testosterone levels are going to be lower so what does that mean thyroid is going to react to your sex hormones thyroid right. output is going to be a little bit lower you yes you are it's able to gonna down regularly. it's yeah. all going to down just back to simply normal your sleep is going to be lighter your growth hormone is going to drop a little bit your igf1 is going to drop a little bit these are just some of the physiological items that happen none of these are bad this isn't bad as long as you're doing a proper pct this is right. you doing your due diligence to make sure your next cycle is your best cycle in your next cycle you don't have to double the goddamn dose to yes. get the exact same results because let me tell you what happens we, we just talked about relationship with peds if you just use 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 well, we're misusing it first and foremost you could say you're borderline abusing it but every all of a sudden all of a sudden that five milligrams of anavar that worked for you took two and a half in the morning two and a half in, and you're feeling good fuck all of said 90 20 okay 20 20 right. still an a, an acceptable range as long as side effects are in check but then what happens if we keep using that 20 oh fuck hang on now you have to go to 30 i i don't right. take, i don't take women to 30 so now what do we do Me because, neither because you didn't come off of your cycle and this is exactly. something else that's happened dude i have kicked people off my team I've kicked people off my team oh, wow. because yeah. the effect was not adding up to what we were doing. You did not come off your fucking cycle when I told oh, you to, to. And you. now it's right. my ass. It's yeah. my fucking ass because you're paying right. me. I have removed two folks from my team this year in 2020 for not coming off cycle. Dude, me and Jamie aren't fucking idiots, dude. We can tell. Yeah. We know what's exactly. gonna happen. Like <laughs> yeah. you are going to get sulfur and you're gonna stop beating the logbook for a couple of weeks. Like it's going to happen. You're still beating the logbook you look harder you look better you're this energized well you're still taking it clearly and so you have to fucking keep a healthy relationship with this just like you do anything your food your macros your cardio if you abuse and misuse anything remember i talk to you guys about all the time there's an inverted you on the front of the inverted you it's not enough in the back end of the inverted you it's way too much in the middle of that inverted you that's right where we need to be that's the apex of results and that's the apex of what we are looking for if we don't keep things there if you think you know better if you think you know your inverted you better than us good luck but you are going right. to have extremely bad consequences to these things Jamie Absolutely. I, I, I I really 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 want to talk on this subject and I think think we're going to crush this one. I want to talk about acceptable PED use by division. Mm. i think so this i don't really good. see
1: i don't feel like there are certain compounds that are more acceptable for one division for another i um i think it. i think you really need to <laughs> like I, I don't think that it's not cut and dry like that yep. for women unfortunately yes. um and it, it's not cut and dry um, because if you're just talking division well what about that woman's goals i might yep. have a woman who is you know, maybe she's been an athlete her whole life. She yeah. already has a decent amount of muscle and all she, she wants to do a figure or a women's physique competition because it's a bucket list item. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Absolutely. if we're going and like if we're looking at, OK, well, what did Jamie Pender use at the Olympia? And what mm-hmm. is this women's physique girl that's going to do one bucket list uh, women's physique show? Yes. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, by division, it's acceptable for her to do X, Y and Z that I did at the Olymp- like, yes. no, it doesn't work that way. Yes. Um, You know, so I don't think that there's anything that's a, like I don't think that you can do it by category. I think you need to do it by um, really like, what are that, what, like, what are your goals? Yeah. Um, are you trying to do this as a career or are you, is this a bucket list for you? Is this a yep. hobby for you? Yep. Um, Are do, do you care about your fertility? Mm-hmm. Um, because even if you want to compete in women's physique, if you care a lot about your fertility, it's going to be very different on what compounds I have you run, what you don't run, how long you run it for. Um, yep. so I think that the questions need to be less about what division and what compounds are for what division. And really it's about what are your long-term health goals and how are the, like the anabolics you're going to take going to affect that.
0: And Um, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously like, you know, when you're talking about uh, you know, maybe like the number of compounds if you're using more than one thing, um, I don't think that anyone in the bikini division, honestly, I don't think anyone in bikini really needs to fucking use anything. Yeah. Um, to me, like if you need, if you, especially on the NPC stage, yeah. like if you need to use stuff to compete in the NPC on a local level, you just haven't been training hard enough. Your yeah. diet fucking sucks yeah. and you haven't given it enough time. Agreed. Like you, you need more time, more patience and more fucking hard training and know how to like learn your body because yeah. if you can't achieve a bikini look, like an amateur bikini look on a on a, like a local stage. Yeah. And you need anabolics for that. Like, no, you don't. You we, just aren't doing something right.
0: For reference for people listening to this, because obviously everyone listening to this is not my client or not Jamie's client. When I intro Peds into the bikini division, it's when that girl's ready for like, we're ready for first call out. Of the pro qualifier yeah and exactly we're getting ready to like oh shit can we get this card like and like, that
1: means that like and what, what that means that doesn't mean second place in your uh no. like in your class at a local no. show where no. three people were in the show and you got second in yeah. your class no that doesn't count to me um mm-hmm. you know i think back when i started bodybuilding there was more of that natural that progression of competing where mm-hmm. you know you went from went like you had to win your not only your height class but you had you would win the overall before you went to a national level show wow and then when you went to like or you went to a junior national level show at that point yeah and then at the junior national level show if you want if you did well and won there then you would go to a national level show but you have people who are you know these women who are qualifying doing their first bikini show at an at like a local show yeah where there's you know you get to qualify if you're second in your height class yeah. or maybe even third in some of these places mm-hmm. um and there are three people in your fucking class and you get second yeah and you think that you're ready for national
0: going national baby and then, baby. <laughs> and then Take you me know, to Charleston. The, the sad thing
1: <laughs> is that the, those women still think that oh i'm going to national so it's okay for me to use mm. anabolics and mm. I'm ready to use anabolics where maybe they've yep. only been in the gym for a year. Yeah. Um, and really when they, when you look at them in comparison to the top level, national level competitors, they're not even fucking close. Yeah. Um, it just happened to be, there are three people in your fucking local show in fucking Nebraska.
0: Exactly. In fucking you know? Nebraska. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she's right.
0: But she's right you guys. I, I, I have had one client I and she's with me right now. Mm-hmm. Scott, Scott Going yeah. I'm about. I have one client who has not competed before. She's in the bikini of it. If I showed Jamie pictures of her, she'd be like, Oh my fucking God. Mm-hmm. I have had one cl- bikini client ever who yeah. I have allowed you to use PEDs before stepping on that stage. Why? Yep. Well, she's about to do one show and she's going to win the overall down here in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And we're right. going out to fucking LA and we're going to try and get this goddamn car to USA's because she's that good. So I'm
1: happy you brought that up because yeah. I think that people need to re- Like, for example, like when I was going through my journey, like I knew that I had like when people looked at me like I had a very symmetrical physique. Like I had I had the base of what would be like could be a really fantastic physique. Mm -hmm. Now, not everyone is genetically blessed like that. I'm very, very lucky that I have really great genes Mm -hmm. for this sport but you like women really need to realistically look at themselves Mm -hmm. and you know, if you're really out of proportion, if you're just genetically not made for this sport, Mm -hmm. like you pumping a bunch of fucking drugs into your body (laughs) is not going to make you any better. Well suited for this sport. You're still going to, your proportions are still going to be off. You're still not going to be what the judges want. Now you're just going to have be virilized and make it harder for you to do other things in life.
0: You can't out inject Um, shitty genetics.
1: Right. And I I think that that's an important thing to for women to understand, too, Mm -hmm. is that the amount of anabolics and the amount of risk that you take needs to be, uh, you know, it needs to be in line with what your your potential is and what you're actually going to do with this sport. For me, like before I took the dive into PEDS. I knew I wanted to I knew I wanted to be a high level athlete. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to compete not only as a pro. I wanted to be a really fucking good pro. Yep. Um, and I knew that ahead of time. But if like I said, like if this is just going to be something that's a bucket list for you mm-hmm. or if you just genetically really are not made for this sport. Um, yeah, I think that like, you know, there are circumstances like your bikini girl where, yeah, I think that that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, but she probably had been training for a while. I'm
0: yeah. Yeah. She, she, you know, she, she's very used to the gym, uh, before right. she, she's been with me. Fuck. she has been with me over a year at this point. Um, but you know, before she started with me, she came in a good spot. Mm-hmm. And then I just start watching this, this physique change. Jamie, it's, it's one of those fucking clients that it's like, holy shit every check-in yeah. it's like how is this fucking happening and then right. you know she, she hired me because she wanted to be an NPC bikini competitor and i told her you know it'd probably take two years and all of a sudden we're three months and i'm like oh my god <laughs> right. you look she's ridiculous a
1: super responder and that, yeah. that's fucking that's awesome yeah
0: she's a hyper responder and then you know we had the conversation about stepping on stage and you know so in the beginning you know we weren't going to use anything and then i see her physique continue to change and i'll, I'll never forget this phone call it's, there's only three times i've ever had to make this phone call in my life um i hopped on a phone with her and Mm. um i was like so here's the deal um you you've never competed and you don't really know what's coming your way. Um, you are one of the most gifted you know, athletes I've ever had. I've, I've coached so many people. You're one of the most gifted folks I've ever seen. Your work ethic is absolutely bonkers. You, you have a beautiful look to you. That's perfect for this bikini division. And mind you, we're in our first prep at this point. And I'm just seeing this come together. And I'm like, so I want you to make sure you're enjoying this ride, enjoying this process. I've been told the most fun competitors ever have is at the NPC level. And I don't think you're going to be here very long. So here's our game plan. We're doing this show, this show as planned. I anticipate two overall championships because dude, I've been to a lot of shows. I don't know who the fuck's beating that. Mm -hmm. And we're we're going to go to USA's out in Los Angeles. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you're done as an amateur at that point. Um, What do you think about this? And she was like, I want, I want to be the best. Like, I, I don't just want that's to awesome. be a bro. like, yeah. I, how far can we take this? And I was like, all right, right all right, buckle up. Like this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's and, awesome. yeah. Like, like, so, but that's an anomaly people listening to yes. this podcast.
1: And that's what people need to
0: understand you, is dude. like, you
1: know, that doesn't, that is the exception. And that, yeah. you know, and, and I have to say like for myself, my once I, I made the transition to women's physique, I did one women's physique NPC show, which qualified me. Um, and then two weeks later I went to Nationals, won my pro card. Six wow. months later, wow. I won my pro debut. And then six weeks wow. later I was on my first Olympia stage. Wow. Now that is the exception to the rule.
0: Jamie's, Most people wow. do not go Jamie's, through that. Jamie's <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's the client that I call and I'm like, hey, this is what your trajectory is. Yeah. We need to yeah. go. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't ever had that talk with a coach, don't start trying to out supplement to get to that to get to right. that point that you just have to outwork these people you want to beat my client you want to beat jamie you have to outwork them and be put the time in dude put the time in these drugs i are think not that's gonna make what women
1: need to understand is like these drugs are not there to like fast forward yeah. your hard work. No. They're not there to take over the hard work for you. What they're allowing you to do is work fucking harder exactly. and work more. That's exactly. what they're allowing you to do. And if you don't have that work ethic, if you don't already have that behind you. They're, you're not going to get the most out of them. And in some cases, you're not going to fucking see shit.
0: I if mean, you're not doing the right thing i mean my god if i could take a picture of every guy that comes up to me at the gym and they start talking about their cycle i'm like huh you're like, <laughs> and, 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 what? And, and that's a dude dudes respond yeah. dudes <laughs> respond by looking out of violet testosterone and like right and like you're not making anything like we cannot reiterate dude oh my god we cannot reiterate this enough maybe we can put billboards up in every major city in america <laughs> of hey women like, starting peds before you're ready to start peds is going to do nothing for you. Everything right. has to be in perfect check. I want to talk a little bit about, I, I know how I kind of orchestrate blood work within my clients and, and kind of the importance um, of blood work is we, if you're an enhanced client, we do it every four months, as long as that four months doesn't land in a prep. And then if you are in prep for a long term in the year, we get blood work done one time during uh, one of those preps to make sure that everything's pretty good and well. Um, Jamie, you just want to talk about kind of the importance of blood work. Cause again, this is some I've talked about, but you're a female and females like hearing it from their own.
1: Yes, I mean, so I think the most important blood work for a woman to run is before their cycle. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out if you have anything fucked up to begin mm-hmm. with, because you have to understand that the anabolics are going to affect your body. They mm-hmm. are going to affect your blood work. Um, so you really want to make sure that you especially like all of your health markers, your liver, your kidney. Um, your blood lipids all those things are in a really good place before you start because if they're not then you're going to be even more fucked up Mm -hmm. as you start the cycle because the anabolics are going to affect that so making sure that the first time before you use that you get blood work and that you fucking fix that shit if it doesn't look good Mm -hmm. um and then after cycle, when you're done with your PCT, making sure that you get blood work, especially before you run your next cycle, mm-hmm. because that's when, you know, the problem that women, the one of the biggest problems I see with women is that they're not doing any PCT. They're not doing any blood work. They may take off a little bit of time from cycle to cycle, mm-hmm. but they don't know if they've actually bounced back from their last cycle, if they're, if they're running a PCT, they don't know if their PCT did everything to take care of all the issues that may have come up during prep. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you, that's when you end up in this downward spiral, when you don't keep those things in check. Mm -hmm. And when you don't make sure that before your next cycle, that everything is in a good place. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I hear from a lot of people is, they'll get that blood. Like, you know, cause I make my clients before I give them any PD protocols, it's a requirement. You have mm-hmm. to get blood work. I will not, I will not talk to you about anything until I see that blood work. Yep. Um, so, you know, for a lot of women, they'll say, oh, well, I can't afford the blood work and I can't afford the supplements. Um,
0: <laughs> then you can't afford like, anabolic. Well, guess what? <laughs> you can't
1: afford to run <laughs> fucking anabolic. <Nope. laughs>
2: That's what it comes
1: down to. Yeah. You know, so making sure that you understand that the cost of these is not just whatever you're paying your drug dealer. Yeah. Um, It's also all the health supplements you're running. You know, during your cycle, the PCT after the cycle, the blood work you're getting before the blood yeah. work you're getting during the blood work you're getting after the blood work you're getting before you run the next cycle. Yeah. Um, all of these things are so important so that you can keep on moving forward in this sport yeah. without compromising your health, without compromising the femininity that's important to you yeah. and actually having longevity, because this is what we see when women don't do this with blood work is. Mm. You see these women who get they get to a really awesome part, like place in their career and they're competing. They're doing fucking awesome. You see them show after show. They're winning titles. And then all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. Yep. They disappear
0: all the time. And this
1: happens all the fucking all time the in this time, sport. dude, all the time. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I remember the first time it kind of dawned on me that I was like, where are all these women going, dude? And, it's weird. Uh, you know, the more that I talked about my own, like my own journey and the things that have happened to me along the way, um, cause I'm very open. I'm very like, i I'll, you know, I will get very personal about my sides. I'll get very personal about like, I haven't always done the right things and it's put me in really bad places health wise. Yeah. Um, and Uh, So I've had women who, you know, at at all levels of the sport who have been reaching out to me since I've been very public about it. And there is a huge population of women who they have not they didn't take care of their blood work. They didn't make sure that they pay CT. They just kept on doing cycle after cycle without figuring this shit out and taking care of it. And eventually it all caught up to them and they got so fucked up hormonally metabolically that they physically cannot get themselves into shape again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, and they're fucked. It, Their it, hormones it, it, are fucked. Loved, Their lives are fucked. They it, loved like, bodybuilding and they can't yeah. do it anymore. Exactly. it's heartbreaking i i I, want to run i want to run um down the pricing for uh for for all the stuff that goes into a cycle here real quick because people need to understand what you're talking about well if you can't afford this you can't afford the cycle understand let's say you're going to run some primo and anavar that's the cheapest part of all of this if you're running a cycle of just primo and anavar so your blood work's going to be about 250 before the cycle you need about 250 after the cycle so it's about five hundred dollars and you know we're from a, a six to ten week span um the health supplements that you're going to need the health supplements you're going to need alongside this um and i'm just kind of using revives pricing because that's you know who, who who my sponsor is here yeah the supplements you're going to need alongside this is going to be about 150 to 200 every yep, six to right. eight weeks and then yeah so you're looking at let's say every 10 weeks you're looking at about a thousand dollars of, of further investment here. I mean, when Jamie says, if you can't afford this shit, you can't afford anabolics. This is, this is the anabolics cost a hundred bucks. The syringes cost fucking $30. This shit is what adds up. Like this is what really piles on. And you guys have to understand the anabolics are cool and that's fine. That's what you're focused on because that's, what's going to get you results. It's going to go next level. Well, you can only go next level. If you're fucking shit's in check, what happens if you start a cycle right. and your livers through the roof? And now we already have toxicity and now we are adding And Let me tell you what anabolic steroids are. This, this is a, isn't meant to scare anyone away from utilizing them because there's a right way and a wrong way to do them. But right. anabolic steroids, guess what? They add a shit ton of toxicity. So your body. Yes. Oh, and then we add on novidex on top of it. Now we're taking clenbuterol, a little bit of whatever we're taking all over these things are very stress inducive inside of your body internally now we have internal toxicity what happens when we have internal toxicity oh fuck I feel terrible you almost feel you almost feel like the inside of you has a cold but the outside is perfectly fine and you're like what the fuck's going on you just kind of sleep you get depressed all those things that Jamie talked about earlier what happens with virilization you come out of a show all of those things you're feeling are happening internally because you're extremely toxic your stress is through the roof the inflammation internally is insane. Oh, yeah. so if you don't do these things that's the reality you're looking at assume you know now it's also i'm also kind of talking um like this is something that's very rare to happen it's not like this is fucking going to happen to you guaranteed. if you don't get this blood work done um but dude if you're a chick who fucking drinks a lot and all of a sudden you're going to cut out yeah. drinking and start a cycle i guarantee you i guarantee you you drink a ton you want to start a cycle next week? Go get your blood work done right now and check that liver. Check out yeah. what's going on there.
1: I and mean, I really think, like, if you're someone who drinks a ton, like, what, what, is, what, like what the fuck are you doing? You like, shouldn't be thinking about cycles anyways. Why are you, why are you in this for? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are in this like yeah. what are you doing this for? Because, but, like, alcohol is probably the, like, that's it's probably the worst thing you can do yep.
0: for your physique goals. Yep, it kills bodybuilders. I, I mean, it... it, it, it It literally works against everything you're taking steroids for. (laughs) Everything. Yeah. So like if you're, if
1: you're like drinking that much that it's having an effect on your liver enzymes, like you just, just
0: fucking go do something else. I don't yeah. know. Go go crossfit. Do crossfit. <laughs> Some knitting, cycling. I don't fucking know. Don't do bodybuilding. I don't building. fucking know. Like bodybuilding like, is a twenty-four I mean, hour endeavor. Yeah. When you when you run the uh, marathon, you get a beer after. Work. Hey, when you run the
2: marathon you do That's get a beer I mean. after. Like,
1: you know, I feel like with all of those like with all those crossfit communities, like they always go out and get beer. I know. You I know. know you don't see bodybuilders you know? so, shit. Bodybuilding, you don't see that like, oh like after our workout. Let's go get a fucking couple drinks. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that to me ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I will say after I had my first, uh, my first male, my first female client finish top five at a national show, like the first one of my career, I went out and I got hammered. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dude, I'm celebrating tonight. So I'll tell
1: you like one, one really like good drinking story, like post show. So I, you know, I'm having, I was actually an alcoholic before I started bodybuilding. Wow, much respect. Um, Yeah. So that was like one of the reasons I started in the first place, um, because I needed something to like take up my time because I used to just live at the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so at my first Olympia and, um, you know, I that was the very first women's physique Olympia ever. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's go out and celebrate. And it was a two day show. So you're dried out for two fucking days. Brutal. So yep. not only are you like, you know, not drinking water for just just like your Saturday, but it was like two days I had had like nothing. Yep. And afterwards, like me and my husband at the time, Gordon, we're like, oh, this is going to be a great idea. Let's go out and drink and celebrate. <laughs> I." Lo- I literally had two fucking drinks. I have never been so sick yeah. and I i was wow. like throwing up. Yeah. I, I felt so fucking terrible mm. and I will like I will warn anyone like I don't know especially if you're doing a 2-day show yeah. stay away from the fucking boo- yeah. that was the worst experience I ever had after you a get show. man
0: it's the easiest it's the cheapest wow. bar date you'll ever have if you go to a bar after uh, a show but I do not <laughs> recommend I I would say it far far away <laughs>
1: it was awful yeah, so, it was that was that was really stupid but the, yeah so no no booze and any no shows and, and yeah especially just, especially, it doesn't
0: mix. especially when uh, Duretics has been used man that shit gets really
1: dude brutal. i was taking diazide yeah. for
0: two days yeah man that's brutal after after i won my last <laughs> overall um i i had taken diazide earlier in the day we went out to celebrate uh and dude i, I think i had like one and a half drinks I and so. i could hardly walk out of that place <laughs> and you were close, man. You were close, i was yeah. so fucked up i was stumbling i was like i was focused dude, you
1: would have been fucked up if you didn't have the diazide because you're <laughs> oh so fucking God. weak because
0: you're just it's so like we need to take brutal. that
1: in consideration yeah. too when you're lean as fuck yeah like that alcohol is gonna affect you so much uh, more so much oh more.
0: it's a double whammy man dude that's hilarious yeah so so take it from jamie and i do not fucking drink after a show no. <laughs> give, give it 24 hours please oh, um terrible so jamie though th- dude this has been a fire fucking mm-hmm. podcast i have one more question that i want to chat yeah? with you about how do you know your coach is right to lead you for peds uh
1: make sure that they are asking the right questions, So make sure they're asking you about your femininity and Mm -hmm. what's important to you. Um, make sure that they're having a conversation about the possible side effects of what could possibly happen. Um, and you know, make sure that they get a full understanding of, where you want to go in this sport, Mm -hmm. um, and what competing in this sport means to you. Mm -hmm. Um, because if they're not asking those questions, then they don't know where your boundaries are. Um, so they might be prescribing you things that are going to go against what you value in your femininity or in your health, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, if you are just doing this as a bucket list compared to wanting to be an Olympian, Um, There's two very different ways I deal with clients like that. So um, make sure that they're asking those questions and make sure that they're asking you if you understand the implications uh, across the board of using these things. Because uh, I think a lot of coaches assume that if a client asks about any kind of anabolic or anything, I think the coaches assume that this client already knows what all the sides are possibly could be and all the complications could possibly be mm-hmm. where a lot of times like you know it might just be the boyfriend that's like casually like oh i think you should start anavar <laughs> um and they don't even know what anavar is yeah. and they ask they ask the coach and the coach is like oh yeah you can take some anavar yep. um and like there's no conversation about do you know what it does to you? Do you know how it is how it's working in your body? Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of women, uh, you know, they 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 think that Anavar is a fucking fat burner. Yeah, they do. Like it kills me. That Jesus kills me. Christ. Oh, it's not a fucking fat not burner, ladies. All, no, dude. this is not a diet pill. No. So just, you know, just like making sure that your coach informs you on what this is actually doing to your body. Is it helping you build muscle? Is it helping you burn fat? Like how is it working with your body? How is it working with everything? Like, how is that like affect all of your other hormones and everything else in your body? Um, and just making sure that your coach is asking you these things because you know, if you have someone who's just assuming, you know, everything, Um, you
0: know, they might not know what they're talking about. Might not, might not. uh, Nine nine out of 10 are clueless right now. I'm looking around the industry and I'm like, the fuck do you mean you're a coach? (laughs) I mean, the the simplest drug to fucking explain is goddamn testosterone and people can't even explain testosterone. So I I think that was perfect. Um, you know, the, the one thing I would add is if your coach just sends you a drug protocol, Mm. what the well, yeah that's what, what i
1: mean like if they're not do? asking yeah if they're not asking ahead of time what your what's important to you in your femininity yeah. what's your goals what like if they're not if they're just sending you a protocol without yeah. having those conversations yeah fucking red huge yeah. fucking red flag and, like, and if explain. you've never used yeah and if you've never used before and like if they're not asking for blood work before a mm-hmm. cycle that's a red flag mm-hmm. um if they are like, you know, those are those are huge red flags that they're not asking those questions or just giving yep. you a cycle. And if you've never used before and they do send you a cycle that has more than one compound on it.
2: Yeah, no way. That is
1: a huge. red. That They're not like fucking run. Go to yeah. a different coach like that. Like, I'm sorry, but yep. there's on, like for me, there's no circumstance in which. A first-time user is using no. more than one compound
0: at once. I agree, hundred percent for for your first cycle, and also, um, you know, some of these people might not might not quite understand what that means. She's not talking about anavar and clomibuterol. She's talking about. Right. Anavar and Primabolin. she's talking about MPP. Two anabolic, yeah, two anabolic exactly. steroids. How the fuck do we know which one's producing the results? And and honestly, yes.
1: qu- quite. Which ones are you, producing the size?
0: Once you start yeah, getting them, quite frank with you. Even adding Anavar and Clenbuterol or Anavar and T three or any fat burner and at the exact same time on the same day again. How how are we able to assess these things? There should be some sort of time frame between those. But I feel like it's so important for a coach to just. Find educate like just educate dude jesus christ take the two minutes out of your day to send a voice memo or to type out what this drug's going to do fuck if you have good resources send some good resources over so these people understand what they're getting into um right you know the the world of performance enhancing drugs is a monster there's a very very Mm -hmm. very right way and then there's a wrong the um a a ton of wrong ways. There's like th- yeah. the right way is kind of a straight and narrow in the wrong way. is like the goddamn motion. Um- <laughs>
1: well, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like with women, you know, it, it's tricky because you have women in this industry that do want to be female bodybuilders and do yeah. want to take it to extreme. Oh yeah. I um, mean, that's like, here's the thing. Like that's I feel like everyone is entitled to do whatever they want to do Absolutely. with their body. Um, and I I know plenty of women who are female bodybuilders are good friends of mine. They're amazing people. I support everything that they do. Um, but I I want to give the information to women before they start taking anabolics, because so many times, like I said, they start the anabolics and then it changes their brain chemistry and then they change their mind about what they're willing and not willing to do. So I mean like making sure that, you know, ahead of time, what you don't like do and don't want is so, so very important. But when it comes to like this lack of information, this lack of knowledge, like my, my mission is to inform. So I'm not pro anabolics. I'm not anti-anabolics. I am pro knowledge so that women can make the right choice for themselves. And there hasn't been a lot of information out there, but I just launched my first course. Um, It is the anabolics basic course, ABC, Mm. um, the primer to PEDS. And um, it is actually going to be available. uh, I did my first webinar on Thursday. It's available on Friday. So if you guys are interested in taking this course, it's going to go over exactly what to look for in your blood work when to run blood work, I'm going to give you a PDF of all the blood work I request for my clients with Mm. all the links. Um, I'm also going to go over first time cycles, the do's and don'ts, how to preserve your femininity. Um, I'm also going to go over uh, a bunch of like GH and peptide protocols in case you decide that anabolics aren't for you or how to leverage those things with your anabolics. Um, I'm going to go over PCT basics of like complications with PCT and how I fix them in my protocols. Um, so I actually like stopped offering the course. I cut it off from everyone who signed up for the webinar because um, I'm offering it for a limited time for $97. Wow.
2: Um, that is a, it's, steal. It's, it's, it's like a, a huge
1: comprehensive, like comprehensive shit. collection of stuff. So um, the price did go up. Yesterday after 5 a.m. But if your listeners want to get in on this course, I will I will give you guys the ninety seven dollar price. So So if you guys are interested, go to my link tree, go ahead and fill out the contact me form and let me know you're a listener of this podcast. And that you want to take the abc primer to peds course mm. um and i will give you guys that deal all of the information and course materials will be available this friday um so i'm really excited for like you know i know that you have a ton of listeners that are female yeah. this is perfect for anyone who it, either is thinking about using anabolics or anyone who Maybe you've already started using anabolics and you want to make sure that you don't go down that rabbit hole of having to use more and more and more. You still want the basic, like the least amount of gear to keep on using, like working for you year after year. This is gonna be the perfect course for you,
0: dude. She said she 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 said ninety seven dollars for y'all, and my jaw hit the fucking (laughs) floor. If you like, she was rattling off everything. Yeah, if if you don't, if you don't go to her link tree and you don't fucking do that, I'm judging. We'll we'll make it super (laughs) easy. We'll we'll make it super easy after this podcast, Jamie. We can get the link from you, and I'll put it in the show notes for the listeners. Hell yeah! So just scroll down to the show notes and and click on that. That's perfect. So Jamie, thank you so fucking much for coming on the Mm -hmm. grow or die podcast your energy is fantastic i am going to have you on here again this was awesome and your insight is greatly appreciated man dude dude jamie i i have to fangirl one more time homie (laughs) i was i was sitting in my college dorm (laughs) dreaming about this fucking the shit that i'm doing now and all this like reading your fucking shit on professional look at this shit
2: dog
1: (laughs) This Hell is what yeah. happens when you manifest in yeah. life yeah. when you keep on working for it. When I'm you, proud of you, when man. When you wow. obsess That's over awesome. this
0: shit so bad. So I appreciate yes. you, Jamie. Thank you for all you've done, not just for this podcast, but for, for female and bodybuilding and fuck, dude. I mean, you motivated me when I was sitting in my college dorm broke as shit. So yeah. you're going to be on here again for you guys. Absolutely. Episode 71. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please uh, scroll down. Give us five stars and follow Jamie on Instagram. Jamie, what's your tag? It's Jamie Pender 14. Follow her on there and we will see you guys next time.